Hello, Faith Covenant Church. This is Larry and Allison Smoke speaking from Honduras, and we just wanted to pass on a video uh, with our greetings, but also to share some thoughts um, on a question that Pastor Brad said to us. It was, what do, what do we do throughout the week to deepen our relationship with God? So we wanted to share three different practices uh, with you that we've incorporated into our lives in order to do that. Uh, first, I wanted to uh, mention a verse that the question made me think about. Uh, it reminded me of a favorite verse, which is 1 Peter 1, oh, excuse me, 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4. It says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world caused by evil desires. You see, that verse kind of restates the same question. What can we do throughout the week to participate in the divine nature, to live this life and godliness that's been offered to us. And the verse makes it clear. It says it happens through our knowledge of him, which is referring to Jesus. So living in life and godliness, participating in the divine nature, all depends on our relationship with Jesus. How strong, how great, how intimate, how close is our relationship with Jesus? Well, that will result in life and godliness, participating in the divine nature, and escaping the corruption that's in the world. So, we want to share three different practices on how to grow that relationship with Jesus so that we can live that life and godliness that He offers us. So, Alice is going to start. One of the ways we do that is that we purposefully have um, simplicity as value for our family and for our ministry here. Um, we set our schedule with that in mind, and we go to bed early so that we can get up early and have a specific quiet time with God in the morning, which Larry will talk about in a moment. Um, then throughout our day, we work really hard, but when it comes to dinner time, we're done with our activities and our work for the day. And that allows us the time and the space to focus on the people around us. With us, it's our family, our children, and a Hoed who lives with us, and um, several other young people who come and go. But it gives us that space, and it says this is the time for relationship. Um, it's not the time for work. And our minds are put to ease at that, and it's just not an option after dinner. Um, we also limit the electronic intrusions that come throughout our day. Uh, we have the benefit of not having to be plugged in all day, every day for our jobs. But even so, news alerts and sports alerts and people writing messages day in, all day um, can really be a distraction. And it's a shame if we set that time in the morning to get our hearts right with God, to remember about His glory and His goodness and who we are as His children and who He is as our all-powerful Father, to lose that because we get a notification about what sports team is winning or somebody sending you a, a funny gift. Um, so I have mostly keep my phone on mute throughout the day. And after watching the Social Dilemma movie, I turned off all the notifications on my phone 
And that has really helped me stay more in the mindset of keeping God as my focus and um, then just dealing with the distractions of the kids coming in with great stories. They have great stories. Um, another way that we have simplicity is we have uh, fewer possessions. We have a smaller space by U.S. standards, for sure, um, for our family. And that helps us limit our possessions, because if you don't have the space, you can't fill it up as much with possessions. So we have fewer toys. We have fewer clothes. Um, we have fewer books, which is a sadness for Larry and I. But then it's less to take care of as well. And with the mold that ruins things here, and with termites eating up our books, um, those are extra motivations that we have to have fewer possessions. But having, having all of that also keeps our mind clear from all the worries of taking care of them and can keep our heart in Christ. Yeah, that's good. So simplicity uh, kind of creates margins in our lives. Uh, but then those margins can be filled with all kind of things that are better. In fact, you know, we talk about our attention span is what the number one commodity is right now in the market. And so everybody's begging for your attention. Um, and so be careful when, if you choose simplicity, then to fill that with something that leads you to deeper relationship with Jesus. And that's what the goal is, right? So I want to share two things um, that you can put in those margins that are created by simplicity in your life. And the first is uh, prioritize a daily quiet time with God. And I know that we've all heard this as believers, but it really does help. Um, and Alice and I get up early in the morning before the kids are up, before even before the sun's up. And in order to just have that time that's quiet, that's still, before our minds are filled with the to-do list, uh, we don't look at our phone, check our messages. It's just, okay, I'm going to get up, prepare my body to just rest in God's presence and just be with Him. And that's the main goal is to to grow that relationship with Jesus, to grow intimacy with Jesus by just being with Him. And uh, I want to encourage you so much uh, to do that. Um, King David wrote in Psalm 27 that this is the one thing that he asked for, Psalm 27, 4, one thing I ask, and this is what I seek. And it was to be with God in His temple, to gaze on His beauty. Um, and that's what this practice is. So I just encourage you to do that. It's, it's a time to sit at Jesus' feet as Mary did and to gaze on that glory and goodness that that 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4 verse said. says, we're called to him by his glory and goodness. So when we sit and gaze on him and all of his glory and goodness, our hearts are drawn to him and, and our affections are drawn to him so that then throughout the day, those things that would tug at our attention, tug at our affections, are not as attractive because we're, we're in love with Him. So just practically, um, I start with reading a psalm. Uh, first, I just sit and be quiet, uh, and, and I often have a cup of tea or something, and I just sit and be quiet before the Lord and say, God, I just want to be with you. I want to hear you. I want to listen to you. I want to share this time with you. And then I'll open to a psalm. And the psalms are prayers from the heart of the psalmist. And it helps me express what's on my heart. And so often God speaks to me through 
that psalm in the morning. Uh, the time is not really about getting as much Bible read or devotional books read as you can. It's more about just be with Jesus, listen to him, connect with him, grow in intimacy with him. But of course, prayer is a part of it. Um, you're kind of on a date with Jesus, and so there's a conversation where you're both sharing your hearts with him, and that's the kind of prayer that it should be. There's as much listening as there is sharing and speaking. Um, it should involve giving thanks, as the, the word talks about, enter into his presence by giving thanks and praise uh, to the Lord. But boy, this just sets my day off on a good start. It's just so important for me and for Allison, I know, and so I uh, just encourage you to do that. The second practice is meditating on God's Word. Okay, meditating on God's Word, and often uh, we in the Protestant Church or Evangelicals, we kind of have set that aside as something of Eastern religions, but but the word, the scriptures talk about meditating, uh, especially in Psalm 1. Psalm 1 gives promises. It says, blessed is the person who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on his law day and night. And promises are there. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water which brings forth its fruit in due season. And so this meditating on the word um, day and night. Now, this again is growing our relationship with Jesus because we're meditating on what he has said, on what he has promised, those, those glorious promises that uh, help us enter into this relationship with him. And so um, it's the same as Colossians 3 that says, set your mind on things above where Christ is. It's, it's an action that we need to do. Take your mind and set it on things above. Now, just a few practical tips. Um, begin with the verse that God has been speaking to you about already. Because already it's something meaningful in your life. It's something that God is doing in your life, and it will be alive rather than just a random verse. Um, you don't need to begin with any, a long passage. It can be even just a, a phrase that you memorize and begin to meditate on. Um, now, it's helpful to memorize it first. It's not absolutely necessary, but it just is so helpful to memorize it so that you just have it right there in your mind and can go over it. Meditation is making use of, of repetition. Uh, and that's like a soaking. It's a soaking in his word, a soaking in what he's saying and what he thinks and what he believes, what's in his heart. And you're just soaking in it to, to take it all in. Uh, and, and what I do is I use a varying emphasis on the word. And so we can take that, 2 Peter 1, 3 verse, where it says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness, right? And we can just start with, His divine power has given us. And, then, and so we think about that. Wow, what is His power like? Um, it's a great power. And you just go on with his divine power. And then you go, his divine power. And then his divine power. And you put an emphasis on each word. And you just go over and over, uh, just gleaning all of the meaning out of each one of those words in the phrase and, and getting the meaning out of the phrase. Um, I do this as I go to sleep at night a lot of times. Or if I wake up in the middle of the night, this is what I'll do. And, 
it just helps so much to grow in intimacy with Jesus. I also do it when a temptation comes up, when I'm tempted to fear or being to worry or anxiety or different temptations. Um, so often the Holy Spirit will bring a verse to mind and I'll just begin meditating on that. It's, it's as Paul said in Ephesians 6, it's the sword that we pull out and fight the temptation. So I, include, I encourage you to include this practice in your life as well. It's sitting and gazing on the beauty of Jesus, like David said. It's, it's gazing on that glory and goodness that draws us to him and grows our relationship with him. So that then all of that life and godliness begins to flow through and in our lives. We begin to participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption that's in the world.